This podcast is eccentric. A show all about egg. Hosted by Tyler and Lauren. This week we're talking about hash or scramble and largest egg. We should do a coffee podcast. What's this nonsense with eggs? Why did we why do we start with eggs and not coffee? Maybe that'll be season two. <laughs> oh, there we go. The thing about coffee is like people people who are into coffee are really into coffee, you know? And I feel like I, I That's meet true. I meet fewer people in my life who are really into eggs. That's true. Like like outside of maybe a couple of recipes, people aren't gonna be like Oh, this is my perfect formula for making mm-hmm. the perfect coffee every morning, and they they get out their, you know, air press and. That's true. A lot of uh, people have feelings about coffee. Yeah, which which is fine. I yeah, mean, I yeah. I like coffee. I love coffee. But I don't feel like we're in a spot right now where we can talk definitively <laughs> about like how to That's make the best point. coffee. That's a good point. We drink instant every day. It's uh. Uh, gets the job done. Mm. Um, I'll say that much. Mm. I think that's maybe the only nice thing I can say about it. <laughs> Although, how's your hazelnut? You know, Is it's that... nice. It's nice. You're welcome to try it if you want. I know you it. don't like hazelnut uh, I'm not flavoring. A big, I'm not a huge hazelnut fan. Um, I really love flavored coffees, which sounds dumb, but I, I don't know. I like them with the flavor that aren't sweet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, hmm. I used to work at Seattle's Best, and they discontinued this. It was actually a Seattle's Best in a Borders. I'm dating myself, but... Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. But, um, yeah, they used to have this thing that was a coffee flavoring, but no sugar. It wasn't sweet at all. It was just like an, a coffee essence flavoring, and it was like <laughs> it was like an oil. Like the LaCroix of coffees. Well, yeah, sort of, but you... you they would order um, a black coffee or you could put it in anything because it was just like, I don't know. It wasn't exactly like a syrup texture. It was lighter than that. It was like, it was like the viscosity of water, mm-hmm. but it was lightly flavored and you could put it in anything you wanted. And so I would put it in black coffee a lot and it would just like flavor it just, just slightly. And it was so good. And they had to discontinue them because we were throwing away so many bottles because nobody else drank it it was basically just me and i it was worked there mm. but we had vanilla hazelnut and well i don't think it was mint because mint usually needs to be sweetened yeah but it was like vanilla hazelnut and maybe chocolate or something which made it taste like a really really dark chocolate type sure. of thing something like that oh hey pepper hey bud do you want to be a part of this too Come it was here. so good anyway this is an egg podcast this is an egg podcast well speaking of <laughs> speaking of using things that nobody else wants uh in <laughs> breakfast uh the uh, the food that i wanted to talk about today the the egg recipe i want to talk about i realized that i've been calling the wrong thing oh um this is interesting yeah it's so it's something that, that you and i make a lot or, or that you know uh whenever we're like sort of out of ideas of things to make for breakfast or for dinner i'll I'll sort of whip this up a scramble a scramble yeah see you and i call it a scramble but Uh you try doing this for years but you try searching for scramble on the internet and you get scrambled eggs right which 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 hot take uh i do not like See, we need I to, do not like scrambled okay. eggs. How can I have an egg podcast oh, and don't like I, scrambled eggs? See, here's okay. This is why we're doing this together because I do like scrambled eggs mm-hmm. and I am convinced, and we're gonna do an episode about this. 
I think we're going to do like a, I want to do like a live show kind of deal where I actively <laughs> make you scrambled eggs in several oh, different ways. Fun. That would be some fun, because, um, some fun sound effect. Yeah. Some, yeah. I, I, what's that called? It'd be, it, there'd be some production value involved, but, um. The thing about scrambled eggs is that there are a million different ways to scramble eggs, Mm -hmm. and it really depends on how you like your eggs. And that's not what I'm talking about. So Mm -hmm. a scramble, the way you and I use it, what Uh we mean is a hash. A hash. Yes. Which I have ordered at fancy restaurants, fancy hashes. Right, right. And just not really made the connection that that's actually what we're doing at home yes so a hash is a a a dish typically served at breakfast that is um sort of a a mixed up bowl of proteins and carbs and starches Mm -hmm. and typically either you have you have an egg sort of incorporated into it like a scrambled egg Mm -hmm. incorporated into it maybe that's where i get scramble from yeah um, or you have a, a fried egg or two on top. That right, which is my preferred way to eat it. Or a right. poached egg. I've had them with poached eggs as Absolutely. well. Which is, um, if you listen to the first episode of this podcast. We talked about poached egg a lot last my episode. My favorite way to do it. So uh, the, the thing about a scramble, and the reason that I really want to talk about it, is that there are only so many core components that you need in order to make a good... You know, I'm going to start saying it the right way. I'm going to start saying hash. <laughs> in order to make a good hash, you only need certain components. And they can be, uh, the specifics can be really anything that you're looking at. What you need are, uh, you need a protein. Mm-hmm. You need a uh, starch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need, but I I like preferably a, Preferably like a large starch, right? Like you wouldn't call it a hash if it were rice. That would be something else. Well... Well, all right, okay. Y- you need um, y- typically potatoes, is what I'm talking. Typically about. potatoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll get to some of the specific variations of this in a, in a minute here. Um, you want something that has uh, a bit of a, a crunch to it. Yeah, texture. A te- for texture, uh, and then egg. Yep. And that's basically it. And you can you can fill in the blanks there really however you want. So for protein, uh, what Lauren, what you and I do a lot mm-hmm. is uh, uh, we will typically use bacon, mm-hmm. um, but you can use chicken. Uh, you can use salmon. Sausage. Sausage. Uh, you can do what's actually really good. Um, even though it's not like a vegan dish after everything's said and done, using a vegetarian sausage mm. is very, very good. In a or hash. a tofu. I've or had tofu, it with tofu. Absolutely. That's really nice. What you'll see a lot uh, in sort of the fancier places that you mentioned is like a corned beef hash. Mm, yep. I do love that as and, well. And here is sort of the brilliance of a hash is you can make the protein part ahead of time mm-hmm. and use your leftovers mm-hmm. and just reheat them as part of the hash. Yep. And then for starch, you know, like you said, potatoes is typical. Um, you'll have like a like a medium or small diced potato. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do a lot is leftover uh, chips or fries, yep. depending on where you're from. That's a really good way to, um, you know, if you have a lot of chips left over or fries, um, and you don't know what to do with them. And they never reheat right no. when you want to make them as chips again. Right. In the, you can try it in the oven. It's just never the same. Chop them up and put them in a hash. They work yeah. really, really well because then you can cook it for less time as well because you don't need to wait for the potatoes to soften. They've already softened. Exactly. Yeah, we do that a lot. That's Anytime somebody's like, oh, I'm not going to eat all these chips, I'm like, give them to me. And you can do the exact same thing with 
uh, rice and you essentially are making a fried rice bowl oh, at that yeah, point. Okay. But it's it's the same concept. You've got this this starch that sort of soaks up a lot of the, uh, you know, the green yolk of the egg, I suppose. I was going to say egg juices, but I knew that wasn't right. Juices. Um, and, uh, and then so long as you, you add something egg. for for crunch, juicy eggs are good. Um, crunch, in this case, I tend to like putting in sort of the crunchier vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've made hashes in the past with like, I made one with carrots yesterday. Yeah, um, that worked surprisingly well. I was skeptical. Yeah. It was good. Uh, asparagus. Oh, asparagus um, is really good in a hash. Also onion. like onion. Absolutely. And this is kind of weird. Onion. Uh, you could put potato chips in there. So, so picture, mm. uh, we have, you and I haven't done this yet, but I was thinking no. about this yesterday. Uh-huh. A hash with thick cut bacon. Yeah. I've uh, it so far. Maybe a little bit of like garlic for seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for an aromatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then thick cut salt and vinegar potato chips crumpled in there to give you that texture. Right? It would be good. Yeah. I would maybe sprinkled on top because sure. otherwise they'll get soggy, won't they? And that's that's the trick, right? So you, so you need something that's going to retain that crunch. Um real preferred method for making a hash mm-hmm. but know that really anything that fits these categories can be used mm-hmm. so typically what i'll do is i'll start with the the most dense food which is typically the protein mm-hmm. if i haven't made that previously like if it's not leftovers uh i will start with that in a pan um so you know bacon for example a thick cut bacon that i've sliced into bite-sized pieces uh start with that in the pan cook it without stirring because you know, bacon, you want to make sure you get that nice sort of crispy side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, cook that without stirring until it's most of the way cooked, if not all the way cooked. You'll see the color of bacon start to change is why it's an easy choice. And then depending on how, uh, what's the word? Depending on how much of a hangover you have, <laughs> uh, you can either drain the grease from the bacon, mm-hmm. add a little bit of olive oil to keep everything kind of, you know, slick on the bottom. Uh, or you can actually just keep the bacon grease yeah. in there to act as the oil for the rest of the ingredients. And then you'll go in order of, of density. So typically I'll add my potatoes that have been mm-hmm. small diced uh, to the pan. I'll stir those in. I'll heat that stirring not super frequently until the potatoes are browned on one side. Uh, browned all the way would be nice, but sometimes that's not possible. I like it when they get a little crispy on one end. Yeah. Yeah. So typically if I can, I'll try and keep everything uh, including the meat at this point in sort of one layer in the pan, if I can, uh, and then start adding uh, your sort of ustural things. So like I said, I've done carrots, uh, asparagus is really good, and then you know add those in, and then you're going to start stirring a little bit more frequently because these are things that are going to cook through faster because they're less dense than potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, know, you can go in and add some aromatics. So if you want to add... Uh, like an herb like thyme or rosemary is really good here. Uh, garlic for sure. And then um, onion. You know, if you small mm-hmm. dice an onion, that becomes really, really good in a hash like this. Yeah. So then what you want to do is by the time you're adding in something like garlic or something like thyme, you're going to be stirring actually often. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So you, if you start from more dense, stirring less often, less dense, stirring more often. Right. Because you want the more dense ones to cook through and sort of soften a little bit. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, and then, and this kind of varies depending on how much time you have and what you want to do here, you want to add in your egg. Uh, what I have done in the past historically has been crack the egg right into this pan 
uh, with all the other food. It's, you're sort of baking at this point, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you sort of stir until the egg has cooked through and then take it off and eat it immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, salt and pepper to taste. Uh, I'll typically add in a bit of sriracha, um, a little bit of hot sauce, uh, just because I eat <laughs> sriracha with basically every meal. Um, but what we do uh, more recently, because Lauren, this is your favorite way to do it. Yeah. Uh, you can, in a separate pan, fry an egg. You want uh, the the white to be cooked through and the yellow, uh, the yolk, <laughs> you want to uh, sort of on the, the top of the yolk, you want to see just a little bit of that white come through mm-hmm. is what it is because mm-hmm. that's a little bit of the white coming up through the yolk and cooking and that's the sign that you've got a good over easy egg. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, just put that on top uh, in, in a bowl and that way, as you start to eat it, the yolk, the runny yolk kind of comes out mm, and then mm-hmm. it starts to act as a binder for the rest of the hash. Mm-hmm. And then you get some of the that crunch, the texture with the exactly. fried bottom of the egg. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess you could technically say that a bubble and squeak is a hash, wouldn't you? I although, guess so, yeah. Although you do tend to use mashed potatoes yeah. with instead of cubed potatoes. Um, for American listeners, bubble and squeak is a traditional English uh, boxing day. So after the day after Christmas morning dish where you use over side dishes like generally any um, Brussels sprouts or cabbage, mashed potato, that kind of thing that you mm-hmm. have. And you fry it up basically in this manner and people generally add bacon or other protein and that kind of thing. And then you eat it uh, Boxing Day breakfast right? to use up your leftovers. Right. Yeah. Because there's nothing more English than having a whole separate holiday for cleaning up after the first day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, this is one oh, of Oh, and those... it's called bubble and squeak because it squeaks while you're cooking it. Right. Really quite Because of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. yeah. Br- Brussels sprouts will squeak as they cook. Uh, and this is one of those things that like, you know, honestly, once you have made your first scramble, this is the way to use up any leftovers ever. Um, yeah. Honestly, like next time you go to McDonald's, get just an extra large fry. We've done it with McDonald's <laughs> fries. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's surprisingly good, right? It's like, really you, you good. You chop up the fries and then you reheat them and on their own reheated McDonald's fries are just not good. nasty. No. Um, but you know, mix in some bacon some salmon some uh brisket you know like mm, whatever mm-hmm. you have on hand pulled pork pulled pork totally Ooh, some, turkey yeah i was gonna say even some turkey or chicken turkey leftovers uh really you cannot go wrong um and then however you want to fry your egg up at the end is, is really up to you can i talk about my favorite hash yeah i've ever had yeah so it's from this place we used to go here almost every weekend you were just reminiscing about this place <laughs> we too, were i, I miss this place if you're in portland oregon or are going uh head to the bad habit room it's only open saturdays and sundays it is only a brunch place uh, and it's really, really tiny, so you got to get there early. Yeah, it's it's the annex of another, another like, restaurant. restaurant bar mm-hmm. in Portland. But they only do brunch, and it is... I don't even know if they still have it, because this would be over a year ago now, but uh, if they still have it, the smoked trout hash mm, is yeah. my favorite. So it, I think there are potatoes, but they also use parsnips, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there's spinach as well. Yes. And then it's a smoked trout 
over the top with some spring onions and that kind of thing and um, poached eggs yep. to yeah. top it off. And it is so good. It yeah. is delicious. Bad Habit Room also does the corned beef hash, which is one of my favorites. Mm, they do do a corned beef hash and a really good Bloody Mary. Yeah, Well, yeah, but that's just because I miss any and all Bloody Marys now that we live in England. <laughs> <laughs> we should a, see. It's not a thing here, no. I guess. What's happening? I don't know. We should see if there's um, any kind of Bloody Mary involving eggs. Uh, you know, I have it on like my list actually egg. to talk about egg cocktails. Yeah, we'll have to do that at there, some point. There are quite a few. Um, it, it's really surprising what egg whites can be used for. Um, or in one case that we had not too long ago, a full egg. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. An entire raw egg. That was a good um, cocktail. It was really good. But anyway, so that's that's hash. That's uh, mm. what I wanted to talk or about. Or scramble. Today. Or scramble, if you want to call it us. that. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I am uh, allowing, I'm, I'm allowing it. Big Egg might not like it. Well, you know, we, but we, we can't I'm, be bought out by Big Egg. We're not we're not sponsored by Big Egg. We have nothing to do with Big Egg. We bring Rumors the truth. Rumors are untrue. Um, we bring the people the truth. And uh, Big Egg says don't call it a scramble. But I, on Eggcentric, you and I, allow you to call it <laughs> if you want. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. And you're welcome to all the listeners as well. All right, Lauren, we are back from our break. Tell me about your egg fact. Egg fact. So, although... Ding, egg fact. Ding, egg fact. Although we are not sponsored by Big Egg and no. have nothing to do, no we affiliation. We cannot be bought. No affiliation None with Big Egg. Whatsoever. That is, uh, a, that is a lie. That, that we, we are have none? With, oh. No, that we are affiliated with Big Egg. That's a nasty it rumor nasty that I've been hearing lie. going around that we are affiliated with Big Egg. There We're is not no here for it. We don't No like collusion. It. Mm-mm. We bring the people the truth. But I would like to talk to you today about largest eggs. Oh, like eggs that are large. Like eggs that are large. Oh. Really big eggs, but not big egg, capital. Right. Large right, right, right. eggs. Large eggs. Okay. What, uh, what, 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 uh, what kind of, <laughs> I don't know where the sentence is going. <laughs> what kind of large eggs are we talking? So we're going to talk about several kinds of large eggs today. And then another episode will be smallest eggs. We'll oh, that, okay. Definitely. Okay. That was going to be my follow-up question. Yeah, well, but we'll right. split it up. Okay. Um, so the bird which lays the largest land egg today, modern, okay. is the ostrich. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, ostriches have the largest laid land egg. Now you're saying land egg. I am saying land egg because fish and other reptiles lay eggs in the water i was picturing a Um, a bird laying an egg like in (laughs) midair no no just anything that lays eggs on the land the ostrich has the largest egg egg. terrestrial egg yes um there's some confusion because technically the largest modern egg is belongs to the whale shark but they don't actually lay them they hatch internally and then the whale shark gives birth to live pups huh but um, but anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. No, today. no, no. So you're talking about an egg, egg. Yeah, what what you would colloquially think of as an egg. Yeah, sort of you the ovoid shelled. Yeah. Um, you look at it, you think that there's an egg. Yeah. Yeah. The ovoid shelled reproductive, external laid object. Gotcha. That is an egg. Copy. 
Um, so it is equivalent to 25 chicken eggs. Whoa. Yeah. Big, big eggs. Wow. Um, they lay between 30 and 50 eggs during a laying season per ostrich. Wait, how long is a laying season? Uh, typically between March and October, but it depends on what type of, what, um, what area of the world you're in. Okay. Because it's it's seasonal, so it depends. Some of them are in Australia, obviously. Oh, okay, but it's about the same amount of like time, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we're talking. Wait, say that again. Between March and October, generally. So that's seven months. Mm-hmm. And you said thirty. Thirty to fifty per ostrich. Wow. Yeah, they lay a lot of eggs. Um, so the average ostrich egg is around one point six kilograms. Um. And as a comparison, a medium chicken egg weighs about 50 grams. So about one-tenth of a pound. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, half of the weight of an ostrich egg is the white, is the albumin. Oh. I don't have a comparison for chicken egg. I'll look that up sometime. Yeah. Uh, and the shell is actually several millimeters thick. Mm-hmm. So if you were to eat an ostrich egg, if you're going to soft boil, let's say, and eat an ostrich egg. Sure. They recommend you open it with a saw or an electric drill. Oh, wow. Yeah, because okay. the, the shell hardens up as well. Yeah. Um, so the largest egg, according to the Guinness World Records, which as we know, doesn't track everything of that thing. People have to submit themselves to be tracked by Guinness World sure, Records, right? So sure. this is just the largest one that's easy to find. The largest egg, according to the Guinness World Records, from a living bird specimen um, was laid by an ostrich on a farm owned by Gunnar and Kirsten Salen in Sweden in 2008, and it weighed 2.589 kilograms, or 5 pounds and 11.36 ounces. Holy so almost cow. a six-pound egg. Wow. Yeah. That's, okay, that is an egg, like I'm looking at our dog right now. That yeah. is an egg almost as heavy as our almost dog. Almost as heavy as our dog. That is an egg that is larger than like some children that are like as they are born. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Yeah, that's a, it's a huge, it was a huge egg. Well, I mean, yeah. So, okay, so like, here's, uh, hmm. What do you do with a large egg? <laughs> well, I mean, you can make 25 omelets out of it. Can't, hmm, okay. People do, it's, it's a growing trend ostrich eating ostrich eggs because um you can also harvest ostriches for their meat and their feathers and the oil Uh, sure Mm -hmm. as well so if you're talking about a um a food animal you know right it's a lot of omelets it's a lot of omelets and you only got to break one egg (laughs) hey hey Hey. you gotta break a few eggs nope nope no longer true just the one Tyler, would you like to hear about the largest egg ever found? Yes. So the largest egg ever found, um, well, there's been several of them, but it would have been laid by uh, something called an elephant bird, a great elephant bird from Madagascar. So the ones that we have now are all fossilized egg specimens. Okay. Um, at least 400 years old because they went extinct by the 17th century, probably due to hunting. Okay, yeah. But they were um, 
native to Madagascar. Do you? Have, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's an elephant bird. An elephant bird. Yes. Do you have a picture of this? Because I'm literally just picturing well, Dumbo. Well, there were no photographs in the 17th century. But is there like a drawing or? Yeah. Let me look it up for you. But for the listeners. Um, basically they looked like really heavily built ostriches, but they stood 10 feet tall, 10 to 11 feet tall. Oh, wow. Huge birds, huge birds. Uh, okay. All right. So, oh, yep. Yeah, that is, uh. There's that one in, sort of in comparison to a modern ostrich. Listeners should Google this. That is a terrifying Um, specimen. Much, much taller than a modern ostrich. I I do not like this. Yeah. This is genuinely terrifying. I'm. I'm not often glad that like a species goes extinct, <laughs> um, but I don't know that I would trust our zoos with this kind of animal. Right. Do you want them to bring it back for a Jurassic Park if there's a Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if if there is a Jurassic Park in our in, in reality in our lifetimes, you know I'm not going to that island. <laughs> I'm I'm staying as far inland as possible. Uh, yeah, okay. Like if they bring it back for like a Jurassic Park situation, that would be fine. But I'm yeah. I'm staying away from these. So anyway, so that is the yeah. largest egg right. ever recorded. Right. So it would also have been the largest bird ever to exist. That makes that, sense. That, 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 that we know of. That, that we tracks. found fossilized evidence. It of. would be weird for the bird that has laid the largest egg in existence to not <laughs> also have been the largest bird in existence. Right. Um. So, the egg would have been three feet around in circumference. What? Yeah, it would have been. They were around uh, a foot tall, but they the largest one, I think, has been 12 inches tall or 13 inches tall by eight inches wide with a three foot circumference. What? Huge egg. That is an egg that you could fit our dog inside of. Yep. So they were generally at least a hundred times the size of a chicken egg. Uh-huh. Um, different sources will say different things, but it depends on the chicken egg you're comparing to the elephant bird egg as sure. well. So between a sure. hundred and three hundred times the size of a chicken egg. Right. To accommodate for, you know, small chickens. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to be ashamed of, small chickens. And big elephant birds. And big elephant birds, that's true. Uh it would have made approximately a hundred omelets. Wow. And contained 22,000 calories per egg. And as a comparison, the average chicken egg has seventy about 74. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you could feed several fully grown people. Yes. For uh, a day. It would be more eggs. It would be equivalent to more eggs than the average person eats in a year. Wow. That's a- approximately depending okay, on who I, you are and how many. Now eggs I'm back you to eat. being sad that these things are gone. <laughs> yeah, I want giant egg in my life. Um, if you Google this, you'll find a bunch of um, specimens that have been on sale over the years. They've been auctioned by places like Sotheby's um, and Christie's auction houses as fossil specimens. Oh, okay, okay, um, yeah. And the one that they they retail for several thousand pounds up to like several tens of thousands of pounds gotcha um or is what they are listed for an auction and what the one that went on sale in 2014 has was the largest one i think that they found mm-hmm. and it was over a foot in length 
And the curator at Summer's Place Auctions, which hosted the sale, uh, Errol Fuller, was quoted as saying, It is the largest egg ever recorded, and engineers have calculated that structurally and functionally it is impossible for an egg to be any larger. Oh, wow. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, because you, you, you get into some like some like architectural math there, right? You have to right. figure out... Can it structurally support right. the weight of the egg? Because, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but eggshells can be fragile. <laughs> right. So the larger it gets, you have to kind of make that shell thicker, I guess, mm-hmm. as, as the ostrich does. Mm-hmm. Huh. That... I have a lot to think about now. What is is the mathematically largest egg? Amazing. Well, this one, apparently. This one, apparently. Yeah. Wow. That's a big egg. I mean, I don't know who these engineers are and whether or not they are correct, but... Well, sure, but, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Thought-provoking quote, I thought. I really want to go find... I don't know that I would honestly be comfortable, like, preparing an ostrich egg on my own. I think Mm -hmm. that's something you can probably buy from yeah. somewhere yeah but I, I would like to go to a restaurant where somebody knows how to prepare an ostrich egg and and yeah you know from the sources that i was omelet. <laughs> from the sources that i was reading online it says they taste a bit oilier than a chicken egg okay. but very yeah. similar in huh. in flavor and that they are a bit chewier oh interesting in texture good to know but yeah that would be really interesting. If anyone out there has eaten an ostrich egg, we would love to hear how it compares. Yeah, yeah. Tell us your tell us your thoughts. Um, and then as a fun note, mm. would you like to hear about the world's largest egg attraction? Y- yeah, y- yes. So in Winlock, Washington State in the U.S., uh-huh. um, it was put up as a monument to celebrate the egg industry. So it's big a, egg. a roadside attraction. Right. Yeah, big egg. Maybe that's where this comes from. Mm. Um, but it was, um, the original was made in 1920s and it was featured on a float before they put it up permanently, which that quickly deteriorated. So okay. then they replaced it with a plastic one in the 1940s, a fiberglass one in the 1960s, and the current one is cement and was made in 1991. Wow, that's really the, you got a real history of like American uh, uh, trends in building materials through this one, this one example, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, and what, is, it's just a, what, it's just a giant egg it's made of cement? It's a giant egg monument, yes. I don't have anything... Um, on how big it is but it's like i mean here it is me, next a to a building right it's oh a roadside wow attraction. um uh yeah so okay we'll we'll see if we can put a link to this in the show notes yeah we actually used to live um really close really i and that's so interesting that i never heard of this mm-hmm. uh until now well i guess i guess because we weren't doing a, an egg podcast until yeah now. i guess it didn't yeah um Huh, all right. So, and it was listed as the world's largest egg by Ripley's Believe It or Not in 1989. Of course, it's not a real egg as far as we know, unless Big Egg is hiding something oh, Boy, from us. if that thing hatches one day, <laughs> we are all in for a surprise. Um, wow. All right. But yeah. World's biggest egg. You uh, feel so led, you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever your podcasts are sold. 
Um, but yeah. not on the Big Egg podcast app. No, no, no. Don't. Please. Not on please, that one. Please, please stop downloading the BGN app. B, B, I guess it'd be B-E-N. B-E-N. Big Egg Network. All the way through. B-E-N. The Big Egg Network uh, app. Um, don't listen to the Big Egg uh, at podcast don't get, ads. Look, don't give them any more of your money. You know, we know that the entire egg industry is controlled by Big Egg and just... We, we want egg to be for everyone. Right. We bring egg to the people. We bring it to the people and the truth. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.